Hey, what's up, Black Knight Nation? This is Sal Interdelano. I'm here with my co-host, Steve Anderson. We're going to do a, a reaction recap to Army's 52-21 win over UConn yesterday. Um, if you have any uh, questions or comments that you'd like to send in to us, uh, please feel free to do so. We'll answer them and we'll post them. Um, also, um, if you want any uh, your source for uh, Army football is blackknightnation.com. has uh, game stories, photos, videos up there right now. I'm going to have some quick thoughts later on tonight or early tomorrow on the UConn game and looking ahead a little bit to Miami of Ohio. Um, also check out our, our subscribe and rate our podcast at, at all podcast platforms, black Knight nation um, all over, uh, all over the main, the main podcast platforms. And also we have a YouTube channel, black Knight nation. Also um, we're just going to go over the game. Uh, the UConn game, uh, just 52, 52-21. We're going to get Steve back in here now. Steve, how's it going? Oh, what's up, Sally? Yeah, it's going good. It's uh, a little crazy on the, the Anderson home front uh, for the next couple weeks. But uh, overall, I mean, I'm starting my, my Sunday with a uh, with an Army win, you know, uh, which is always good. Uh, looking forward to watching the Ravens tonight. Yeah, you got the Ravens tonight. I got the Cardinals in a shootout with the Vikings right now. I'm going to try to focus all my attention on this podcast and review this. <laughs> it's going to be tough. It's going to be a, a challenge. Uh, but uh, Kyler Murray is just ridiculous. Uh, first half, we'll see. I think he just threw a pick six. But um, yeah, this this game was kind of uh, kind of what we thought it was, I guess. Right, UConn Army coming in as a 34 point favorite, and um, you know. Army jumps out to a big lead. The defense, offense, defense, special teams plays well in the first half. And, you know, you get some players in the game in the second half to get some really uh, sometimes some first uh, college experience, uh, get their feet wet, so to speak. Um, this pretty much went down the way you thought it did, would on uh, yesterday? Yeah, no, it absolutely did. I was a little surprised at uh, UConn's defense. It really didn't seem like – um, they had any real scheme uh, for the triple option. It really did look like players were confused on what the keys were, um, who had the pitch man, how they really played it. You know, there's all that – there's a lot of film out there for how you defend the triple option, a lot of different defensive sets. You know, I know, you know, the 3-4 the slash 5-2 look is usually, um, you know, at least in my experience, that's that's probably the best defense to run against a triple option based off your personnel. But uh, just a little surprised at uh, kind of the lack of um, really like preparedness out of UConn uh, against a triple option. Uh, but uh, uh, another thing was is that you know there's a lot of times where we're always used to seeing Army out scheme and Army out play and out uh, hustle and you know, determination, right? Whenever you think of Army teams, uh, yesterday we were a much better athletic team um, throughout the, you know, our offensive linemen were better, our backs were better than backers, and then our our, our receivers were better than their uh, defensive backs and vice versa. So their, their, their quarterback was really good. Um, he had a lot of help uh, or a lot of, uh, a lot of success uh, running the ball and, and thrown, but overall, um, those are one of those games where you just hope to come out, you know, healthy um, and, and get some um, younger players experience, which I think we did for the most part. I know we had a couple of injuries in the beginning, um, but I don't I don't think anything was uh, too serious, um, at least not that I've seen reported so far.
Yeah. Um, just a couple real quick, uh, just to bounce off your thoughts there. Um, UConn didn't play last season. And from what um, their their interim head coach told uh, CBS Sports Network, that they've been scheming for Army's uh, offense since last year, since 2020. And like you said, it didn't really show, right? Brandon Walters had that big 58-yard run, I believe, on the second play of the game that set up the first touchdown. Now, so Army ran for 397 yards in this game, Steve, and the slots had 185, almost half of those yards were slot-backed holes, which, I mean, this season, the slot-backs for Army are getting more involved in the offense. They're with, with, with um, Tyrell Robinson, with Brahim Murphy, with A.J. Howard, with Brandon Walters. I mean, it makes Army's uh, option offense more certainly more difficult to defend, and, um, man, they had, a, they had a big game against UConn. Yeah, well, that, you know, and that's really when it was evident that we were just more athletic is our slot backs uh, were outrunning uh, pursuit angles. So, guys, um, UConn's defense had the ability to, you know, to have an angle and chase us down, but our guys were just running through angles. Um, so, I mean, you know, the Army's offense is not supposed to be meant for huge plays. It's supposed to grind you down. Um, so, when you – when, when you see big play over big play, that that is like my big uh, kind of key that, you know, the scheme is not there um, the, or at least the eyes are not right. Um, so I heard I heard the announcers talk about how they've been scheming since last spring and how they're preparing for Army. And, and that's all that's all well and good. But uh, it, to me, as kind of like a guy who's played the game, it just looked like that defense was lost um, throughout the entire game. So, uh, but it, it could have just been that, you know, they just were, um, guys just weren't having their eyes in the right spot and the scheme was there. So, but it was really cool to see, um, us open up the playbook a little bit and gain some confidence in, you know, the seam routes, the drag routes, um, the slot backs on the corners, uh, basically, you know, our, our playbook was full open and whatever, whatever the coaches wanted to run. Uh, they were they were all about it. So I, I know when they 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 pan to the, the offensive coordinator in the box, <laughs> we had it after a big play. He'd be all excited and everything. So it's it's cool seeing, um, you know, the coaches so passionate about you know what what they're doing. Yeah, Brent Davis had a really good game call in the plays. And now here here's something that I've I've, I've been I brought up in the past, but something that worked on um, against UConn. Tyrell Robinson, right? He's got game-breaking speed, and you figure, okay, you want to get him the ball on the edge, and then sometimes they'll give him the ball on on some inside plays, and I'm and I'm my thinking is like, why have him take that, you know, physical punishment there, uh, running the ball in between the tackles? But look what happened um, against UConn. Uh, the seas parted, so to speak. Uh, Sam Barzak had a really good block, the right guard. And there goes Tyrell Robinson, 70 yards for a touchdown. And once he broke into that second level, nobody was going to catch him. So, I mean, I think that that's a play that maybe they've ran a bunch of times to to probably set up that heavy heavy hit. And once they get the, the openings and the blocks to work, man, you see that that is an excellent play call. Yeah, I mean – it's tough, right? So outside linebacker safety, you know, who, who, you know, whoever you got on the pitch guy, he takes that counter step outward and he's been running out to the, to the perimeter every play for the past, you know, 60 or the last 30 minutes. Um, and he takes a little shuffle step outside and he gets all your weight gone, 
the, the wrong direction. Um, and then he just hits it back up hard in the counter, you know, power uh, right up the, you know, the whatever they call it, the four, you know, four, six hole, whatever, whatever they call it these yeah. days on offense. Um, but what that also does, right, just like you said, it is it sets those linemen up for the right angles to kick out or just enough stutter step on the defensive, uh, you know, backers to where they can, you know, they can double down on, on the tackle and then push up to the second level. Um, and the guy's already out of position. And he just kind of has to seal them. But yeah, no, um, yeah, no, he, uh, Barzmack had a huge hit, huge, just s- sealed that guy off and it was, he was gone. I mean, as soon as he, as soon as I think he was at 10 yards, he was, he was at the, the last line of defense and he was gone. Nobody was going to catch him. It's really good to see because the offensive line, right? They were playing without starting center Connor Bishop, who, who may be up out up to a month from, you know, what I might hear. And so knowing that moves over from guard to a center, Zach Ward gets a start, a senior who's been through a couple injuries during his career. Good to see Zach get that first career start. And then, so guys like Sam Barzak, Army likes to shuffle their offensive line a little bit, giving guys some breathers. He gets a chance to play in the second quarter. I believe it's second quarter, first half, and makes that block. And, um, you know, you look at, Steve, this passing game too, right? I mean, Christian Anderson, third straight game uh, to open the season with a touchdown pass. It was a play-action pass where Isaiah uh, Alston was wide open for 39 yards. Um, the, 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 the QB efficiency just keeps on going up for the Black Knights. And, man, uh, what a difference from last year. And uh, Christian Anderson playing with a lot of confidence, not only throwing but also running the offense. And, you know, Tyhere Tyler uh, didn't uh, didn't suit up for the game, his second straight game he didn't suit up, suit up due to the injury. But when it comes to Saturday, uh, noon kickoff against Miami of Ohio at Mikey Stadium coming up, I got to think Christian Anderson should be the starting quarterback no matter what, just considering the role he's kind of on and the groove he's got the offense in. Yeah, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, Sal, we, we don't know what goes on, you know, basically within the – Within the meeting rooms, right? <laughs> we, yeah, we, we don't. We're not privileged. Uh, you get to see a couple practices here and there. Um, you know, if you get the opportunity to, I don't see what happens at practice, but yeah, I mean, you, you got to go with the hot hand. Um, I don't think you know, Coach Funk has ever been shy about, you know, hey, like we got multiple guys that can do the job, um, and it's not a one man show, you know. Yeah. So I, I do believe that you know, Christian Anderson's got to be got to be the guy. For, for at least the short term um, until um, something how ha- I mean, he's just being super efficient throwing the ball. I mean, we know he can – I we know that he can throw the ball from his high school days. So, uh, I, I really do think that opens up a lot of things for the offense. Um, and he's been super efficient um, hitting his targets when he needs to. I, I haven't even seen him throw, you know, a ball that's really been off targets. It's all been, um, you know, really – you know, just near misses or, uh, you know, he just get rid of the ball. But other than that, if a guy's open, he's hitting them. So uh, it's really, really nice to see an offense that can just open up like that um, and continue to do that. So, yeah, I, I think you're right. I think Christian Anderson's the guy that gets the nod with a healthy uh, Tyler, and I think we just kind of see where it goes from there. I'm sure, you know, they'll probably do the same thing where they kind of rotate them in once uh, Tyre is healthy. Um, I was trying to get to Christian Anderson's stats for the season, Steve, but I think he's thrown maybe two incompletions, and I'm going to say both of those passes were drops. 
I, I think they were I think they were on the money in the hands of the receiver. I think they were dropped. So you're right. I mean, he has been really good with the ball. And you know, here's the here's the key stat. He hasn't had any turnovers. You know, he hasn't turned the ball over um, on, a, on a fumble or anything, and he hasn't thrown an interception yet. And when you're doing that through three games and your starting quarterback or your number one quarterback hasn't, you know, turned the ball over, you're going to have a lot of success. Yeah, and that's – you have to have that out of your quarterback. I mean, he's touching the ball, you know, in a triple option offense. I mean, he could be touching the ball 90 times a game. Um, and he could be throwing plus – you know the give read. I mean, he, every every and let other than like the toss, um, the inside counter, and like the straight up fullback give. It's him making that decision uh, where that ball's going throughout that offense. It runs through the quarterback. So um, to have him had that many touches uh, and this much efficiency, no turnovers um, is is the you know. You can't. That, that's the that's the recipe for success in in a triple option offense. So he he's doing it. and We see it. We're three and zero. You know, uh, and this this uh, this team coming up is going to be no UConn. So Miami Ohio's got got um, some good players on it. So we got to make sure that um, you know Anderson continues to maintain positive control of that ball. Yeah, so Miami of Ohio, we'll get into that matchup um, just briefly in a little bit. First, I want to talk about the defense real quick. You know, the f- the first team defense, uh, it's a 42 nothing game at half, so they don't give up any um, points in the first half. Now, I went back and looked this up. So Army's defense in the last six games, the last three games of 2020 and the first three games of 2021, they haven't given up a touchdown in the first quarter yet. Uh, they've given up a field goal to West Virginia in the bowl game, and that's it. They've given up three first quarter points in the last six games. So when your defense can get you A, off the field and get that offense back on um, and you know just not give up any points early, that's that's – been really key for them um and uh, marquell brought in with another interception this week steve for the second straight week and um i looked that up too so the last army player to have interceptions in back-to-back weeks was uh, elijah riley in 2019 air force and um umass game so um you know the defense is getting the job done and they're playing like um you know uh, Quabina Bonds, who got banged up in the game in the first half. Ryan Duran got banged up in the first half on the defensive line. So what happens? Nate Smith steps up. Nate Smith has one and a half sacks, first sacks of his career. Um, Andre Carter, I think that Andre Carter didn't have a sack, but he certainly affected um, Fumachan, uh, Tyler Fumachan, the, the uh, UConn freshman quarterback, certainly made him move a little bit out of the pocket and got him uncomfortable. So um, you know, what did you think about the defense's effort um, in the first half? I, I think uh, Broughton has solidified my view. That guy is a player, all right? That guy, he almost – it almost looks like he baits the quarterback <laughs> to throw balls that he knows he wants him to throw, and he is – like, as the quarterback goes to launch the ball, he takes a step to make his move. I mean, I saw him do it three times. He got one pick yesterday. Um, that guy is next-level uh, defensive back. Really, really impressive. Um Especially when CBS does uh, CBS Sports does justice and like actually shows the replay and breaks it down. Uh, I mean, the guy is. It, it, I literally like after watching one of the replays and it was behind him, right? So the camera was behind him. I like literally thought in my head, 
like what he's thinking is like, hey, go ahead, yeah, throw it, and here I come and pick. Let's go. Um, yeah. So I really like the, um, um, you know, how we have the broad axe now. Um, going back to Rogers Rangers, it's a really cool, um, really cool lineage of kind of the the mentality Army's defense plays with. So if you don't know anything about the broad axe or or Rogers Rangers, I highly Highly recommend you go out and, and read a little bit about it. Um, it's a really cool story. They touched a little bit about the CBS Sports, but a good buddy of mine, um, Major Blake Powers, uh, he's one of the, the team's GAs and uh, does the administration portions for the team. And uh, he was able to come up with that. And now a different person holds it. Broughton was holding it this week, um, going leading up to the game. So uh, I got to talk to him a little bit. I was like, hey, where'd this idea come from? And they actually call their defense broad axes. So, uh, yeah, it's a really cool, really cool lineage and kind of tying what Army football's defense is doing now to what we did, uh, you know, essentially early in the Korean War. So uh, really cool stuff. At first, I didn't quite get the broad axe concept and the nickname, Steve. And I don't know if I should really re- reveal this or not, but I go back to the Dungeons and Dragons days, the medieval times. I was a big fan growing up of that stuff, uh, you know, did, did doing some research on that. So I think, I, I think of the Brax back then, but then, uh, you know, this is to have it um, mesh with the, with, with the military and the history of the army is, is really neat. And to have an ax that now, you know, I guess if, if you ha- get a turnover, it's like the turnover chain, you know, the guy who gets to gets the turnover for the defense, uh, maintains the axe and i think that's that's a great that's a great idea um for army you know those things are always going to motivate your your players to not necessarily play harder but be in the right positions to make plays right like you said with marquell i mean he always seems to be there and um you know the defense um the defense against uconn yeah it was a freshman quarterback making his first start that freshman quarterback was somebody that Army offered, and Army recruited pretty, pretty, pretty good. So was uh, UConn's middle uh, linebacker Hunter Webb. So Jeff Munkin said, "There's guys on this UConn roster that they want it, and they went to UConn." Um, Kyler Murray just threw another pick near the goal line. My God, um, uh, crazy. Sorry, I'm sorry for the watch along, but um, <laughs> I mean it's unbelievable. He can make an amazing play that you'll never see. You'll see once in a million times, and then he just throws a ball, free ball up in the air. It looked like for a pick. I mean, I don't know. Uh, I gotta focus on this on this recap here. Um, so yeah, I mean, guys are in the right positions for defense now. Second half, Steve. You know, yeah, you kind of hadn't scored against a one double A opponent on its first two games, and it gets three touchdowns against Army. It's a second string guys that were in no first team guys played after halftime for Jeff Munkin. He got all his second stringers in. He got third stringers in. He got fourth stringers in. Man, it's going to be tough to do a breakdown of the offense and defense of. It must have played close to 90 players, I'm guessing, in that game, Steve. Maybe I'm a little exaggerating, but probably everybody that dressed played. And um, I mean, is that a learning experience, you think, for those guys? I mean, do you put much into. I yeah, no, I, I, I think what's the most troubling about that is guys had the opportunity to make a stand, and there was multiple times where we had, you know, 10 guys on the field. Um, mm. Their kickoff return that they had uh, yeah. 10 guys on the field, um, which, you know, you want to keep guys healthy and you want to give guys the opportunity. But, you know, me, is, is if I'm Coach Monk and I'm like, look, I'm trying to give you guys opportunities and this is how you guys want to act is uh, because we're up 42 points, you know, I want to try to get some other guys' experience and – you just don't want to show up on the field. I mean, honestly, that was it was it was firing me up. You know, having ten guys on the field is 
just absolutely unacceptable. Um, it's it's a lack of communication from the players, right? Like, hey, I'm not in right now. Where's my backup at? All right. You know what I mean? Like the starters have to take that that ownership okay. of like helping the guys who don't play, right? They don't do this, right? They don't know they don't it's not natural for them to go off on kickoff return or kickoff team because they don't do it. Um, yeah. they don't it's not natural for them to go on defense. So it was always something when when we had big games, um, you know, it was always on the first turn. Like, you know, it kind of the accountability piece was like I wasn't mad at um the players who were supposed to be on the field. It was the, the seniors and the leaders that are supposed to be holding the team accountable. Mm. Uh, like, Hey, where were you guys out making sure those guys were right? So that's where um, uh, it, it was frustrating to watch that a couple of times. Man. And you know, so the first kickoff return in the second half, um, 96 yards for a touchdown. Then the next one, one for 96 too. And luckily there was a holding penalty called on UConn. That would have been two kickoff returns in the same game same yardage for touchdowns. Um, Army hasn't given up a kick return touchdown since 2017 in the bowl game to San Diego State, the Armed Forces Bowl. You know how much Jeff Munkin, we say this all the time, Jeff Munkin special teams is very important to uh, coach. And he said he holds those those second string, third string players to the same standard as he does his um, starters. They got to be ready to play, like you said. And um, so I, I guess this is something that will definitely uh, – make them maybe uh, not practice harder, but maybe just like you said, be more and in, be more into the game and see that they, Hey, they do have a role on this team and they might, their name might get called. And when their name is called, you know, you got to perform like, like as a starter, you got to act like, you know, the second team guy has to act like the starter and down the, down the chain pretty much. No, 100% Sal. And, and that just kind of went back to where, um, one second. Yeah, you just. My bad. Okay. Hey, yeah, no, um, the, the, that, that's the thing, right? Is um, it doesn't matter who's in the game. Like you, you got to know, you got to know your duties and responsibilities. And hey, we have one of the top defenses in the country right now, right? Like we. We've been playing extremely well on defense. Um, so when those guys come in, um, they have to have that same kind of pride. It's their defense too, um, and those, you know, those points, um, you know, just man, it was really frustrating. You know, especially when we having ten guys on the field. Um, but like you said, the, there are guys that show up. There are guys that came out there and yeah. you know, um, made the plays that they were supposed to make and and you know, acted like they were supposed to be there. Um, so I know that's the mentality of the defense. I know nobody, you know, purposely went out there and, you know, didn't um, make it happen. So um, we just got – you just got to dial in. And, and the starters um, – and, look, I don't know I don't know this, but the starters can't check out, right? Yeah. Uh, the, the starters have to be, you know, helping those guys feel it out, you know, help them see what they're supposed to see. Um Make them get on the phone with with the coaches up in the box and say, "Hey, how did I miss this?" Um, stuff like that. So um, I'm not saying that did or did not happen. It just it's frustrating when um, you know when you you, know, you only have ten players. It wasn't just once or twice. There was multiple plays where there was only ten players on the field. So uh, just something we got to clean up. And I, you know, Coach Munkin's going to address that 
you know, probably, uh, probably tomorrow. <laughs> I think they meet, uh, have meetings today, I think, and they get Monday off, but, or vice versa. Um, let's give a shout out to the guys who did get into the game that did, you know, the, the second, third, fourth teamers who, uh, you know, there's fullbacks when the fullbacks, uh, Wilson Cato and Shikori um, Williams got into the game. They moved the pile. They looked like they were stopped a couple times, and they kept moving the ball forward. Uh, Cato scored his first touchdown. Now, that, Steve, that's a senior who played defense for the first three years and moved over to fullback this year. And, um, you know, it's pretty deep at fullback. He, I guess, if you want to look at the depth chart, is either fourth or fifth on the depth chart. And uh, just to get him – uh, just to get in the end zones for him must have been a, a great feeling. And uh, guys on defense, I mean, the guys were hitting pretty hard. Um, there was um, Leo Lowen was playing like um, a linebacker safety position. He had a couple big hits in there. Um, Jimmy Charlo had a, a tackle near the line of scrimmage. Um, Max D. Domenico, he's a uh, freshman, true freshman out of Texas, was a quarterback in high school. He's playing safety now. He had his first career tackle. Uh, there's a guy to watch out on the defensive line by the name of Andre Miller. He went to the prep school last year. Um, this year he's a freshman. And Nate Woody mentioned that he's starting to pick it up now um, and maybe be, might be a guy that they bring on a travel roster, um, who knows, for road games. And this guy had um, some FBS, um, you know, so, some really solid FBS offers, uh, and he chose Army. I believe he's out of Savannah. I could be wrong, that area. Um, a guy to watch out for Andre Miller is a guy to watch out for. And Steve, when the defensive line's a little banged up right now, Bonsu's injury seemed to be when Bonsu went down in the first half, I was like, Oh man, that seems like a serious injury. But then he was kind of stretching it out on the sidelines. And he, when teammates were making good plays, he was there patting them on the head and kind of moving around pretty well. So I think that he, that injury might not be as serious as first thought of, um, and then Ryan Duran, I looked like a hand injury, so we'll see what happens. Uh, but you need all your, you know, that UConn game, right? You don't want to have the one thing you want to try to get out of the UConn game with is minimal injuries, guys injured, banged up, right? That's why he Jeff Munkin played the the uh, rest of the starters in the second half. Steve, are you there? I think we might have lost Steve. So um, if you have, if anybody's watching and has any comments or questions that they want to send in, we'll put them up. Um, we're uh, going to probably wrap up this podcast in a few minutes here. Um, just a 52-21 win for Army. Um, big, big day for the offense in the first half. Christian Anderson, how about him? Two touchdown runs. Another touchdown pass. Um, Christian Anderson now with a touchdown pass in the first three games of the season. I'm going to have to look that up. If it, When the last time an Army quarterback has uh, thrown for a touchdown pass in the first three games, you probably have to go back to when, um, you know, maybe the Bobby Ross days um, to where that happened. Christian Anderson is the first um, Army quarterback since Kelvin Hopkins in 2018 to throw a touchdown pass in three straight games, period. So um, great job by Christian and uh, getting every getting the offense involved. Um, Steve, uh, do do we have you back? Yeah, I got. I don't know what happened there, Sal. It just kind of 
everything just froze on me. But yeah, I'm back here now. No worries. We have some StreamYard things going on. No worries. Um, do you, do you have a do you have a final thought here as we uh, wrap this up, just about the UConn game and maybe looking ahead to Miami of Ohio? Now Miami of Ohio is a team that played Army really tough the last time it was at Mikey Stadium. I believe Elijah Riley made that stop. I think it was a two-point conversion that Miami of Ohio was trying uh, to win the game. Elijah Riley had a big hit. I think it was 2018 maybe I think the year was uh, that happened. Chuck Martin, uh, Miami of Ohio coach, he's been there for a while. He's Jeff Munkin's uh, – he went to school college with Jeff Munkin, I believe, but coach said that. So uh, what do you think um, – like you said, this is not UConn uh, this Saturday coming up for Army. Yeah, no, this uh, Miami of Ohio time, like you said, the, the uh, coach has been there for a while. Uh, they're extremely well coached, well disciplined. Um, it's not the standard Miami of Ohio team you would think of, you know, from the MAC. Um, so they definitely have a lot of uh, a lot of players that um, that can hurt you on big plays. Um, the biggest thing um, that you got to kind of take from the UConn game to the Miami Miami of Ohio game is that kind of get up and get early, right? Uh, we talked about it a couple times, you know. We, we don't give up points in the first quarter. Um, Army always plays better when we when we control the clock and have the lead. Um, so that's a recipe for success is Christian Anderson holding on the ball, getting in the end zone early, and our defense kind of stopping uh, stopping them through the first quarter. So that'll that'll be another key uh, to kind of watch out for. There's some really interesting. I didn't you know pulling it from last year too um, to kind of just. You know, interesting, you know, we, we finished the year last year, you know, Navy and Air Force, which is kind of a little different, but still pretty cool um, to come away with the CIC. So um, the defense just has to continue to, to press um, and hopefully we can get some of these injuries um, taken care of. We can get those guys back on the field this week. Yeah, real quick on Miami of Ohio. So they beat LIU post this week, one double A team, but. Their first game was against Cincinnati, who's ranked number eight in the country. They lost 49-14, but then they went to Minnesota, a Big Ten team, and it was 31-26 Golden Gophers. So they were right in that game uh, against Minnesota. And I think Minnesota had a pretty good win this week, uh, this past week. So, I mean, you're never going to take opponents lightly. Never going to, you know, you're on a roll 3-0. It's the first time the Army's been 3-0 since 2016. So they want to keep, Obviously, we talked about momentum. They want to keep that going because uh, then you go to Ball State. Uh, then you go to Ball State after Miami of Ohio, and I and then, and then Wisconsin. So you want to keep this 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 momentum rolling. And uh, you know, you just look at this. We'll, we'll probably look at this game later uh, this week coming up. But um, you know, the health wise, yeah, you want to get the guys healthy, and you and it seems like the guys have a good mindset for. Um, this game coming up, uh, they took care of business against UConn first half, you know, did what they had to do. And now you, you, you set all your uh, focus on Miami of Ohio and you're at Mikey stadium, Steve, they're the, the winning streak is now 12 straight games at Mikey stadium. So you have a lot of confidence playing at home and, um, you know, you just like, um, you know, Brandon Walters and Brahim Murphy, the slot backs have said, has said all your season long so far, you know, what they do between Sunday and Friday, so to speak, it shows up on, on, on game days and the practices are, are, are really competitive. They're really, you know, locked in in practices and it's showing during games. So um, we're, I'm anxious to see where this team can go because right now, you know, they're not, we talked about this. They're not getting any votes in the, in the polls yet. 
that's fine and dandy, but let's see them like reel off some wins. Let's see them go into, you know, Wisconsin undefeated. I know it's one game at a time mentality for the players, but let's see them get on a little bit of a roll and be playing at a pretty high level on all sides of the game. And uh, man, they're going to be tough to stop if that's, if that's the case. Yeah, absolutely right. Like what happens on Saturday is absolutely predicated off of what happens Monday, you know, Sunday through Friday. So um, I think the guys understand they have something really special here, right? So, you know, 3-0, they got all the – they got um, the schedule that's that's nice. To get, you know, get to start at home, get to get that momentum, keep the momentum. Um, but they have something to do uh, – you know, they have opportunity to do something special this year um, and, and really, you know – Kind of always, you know, like you said, not leaning ahead, but there's always that one thing that Army's been missing from this program, and that's a Power Five win. Um, so I think um, it'll be it'll be an awesome awesome atmosphere, and just to come on and go back to Miami, um, you know, Minnesota's no slouch. All right, um, that, that team is a, a hard nosed football team. So thirty one twenty six is absolutely respectable, and we better respect them go, um, come Saturday. No doubt, no doubt. Well, we're going to wrap this podcast up. You can find us on all major podcast platforms. You can find us at blacknightnation.com. We have T-shirts on the website that if you guys would like to uh, purchase, we have them on the website. Um, and we're going to write a bunch of stuff coming up on going, looking back on UConn and looking ahead to uh, Miami of Ohio. Steve, it's been fun on a Sunday. Let's get to some NFL football right now, but we'll sign off for the Black Knight Nation. Appreciate uh, a couple minutes here. That's right. Go Army. Beat Miami of Ohio.